the PCAST presented by CDE Lightband. Each week we take you on off-speed, the athletics department, occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE Lightband. They offer electricity, internet, video, and voice services with blazing fast speed and superior performance with the additional convenience of 24-7 local support and bundling of all your utilities into a single bill. Thank you to our friends at CDE I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Krieger. Welcome to the Nation's Top Ranked Off-Speed Podcast, a podcast basking in the sun brought on by some time in the sand, and by that we mean sand traps on golf courses. Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. Let's hop right into it. Been Let's a couple hop. weeks. Yeah, been what a minute. You, what, you, what you been up to? Anything Anything good or fun or interesting? I don't think so. No, I didn't think so either. But you know who has been up to some good and fun and interesting things? Who's that? Some of our Ohio Valley Conference champion Austin P track and field athletes. Yeehaw. Kenesha Phillips double dipping in the gold medal runs with 200 and 400 meter gold. Carlin Shooting always winning the pole vault. Denise Hill Tate first gold by a gov in the high jump in seven years, I believe. Wow. It's been a minute. It's been, been quite a minute. And not just that, like we had. Corey McDaniel getting on the podium in the shot put. First Gov to do that since, want to say, 2012. Pretty good. Pretty good little showing yeah, when you consider that'll play. The, that'll the, play. The, the ravage of injuries that uh, that precluded the governors this season. Yeah. There's a high school graduation going there on outside high of the, uh, the Gov's Club where we're recording this, and they're playing some graduation music. I don't even recognize that as graduation It's not music. graduation. It's like the motivate. I bet they're playing like the video for all the seniors, and this is like the motivational song with it. Could be, but man, that's like an R&B. Or they're playing like all their baby picture videos or something. Yeah, I guess it could be. Uh, yeah, if you hear anything, I was going to say weird, but you're already hearing something weird when you listen to us. If you hear There's anything weirder than normal. Something out of the ordinary. <laughs> it could it could be a could be a graduation. It could be Casey vomiting into a trash can again. It could be. We, you, I, mean, let's, I mean, let's go get some Happy Meals and find out. You never can tell around here. Anyway, track championships. I thought it was a pretty good time. Pretty good showing. Pretty good performance for a beat up and injury depleted governors. Uh, hopefully, it'll be a springboard to better tomorrow's for the Govs in twenty twenty one and twenty two. Couple couple seasons not done, but I think we'll talk about that later in the we show. We will get to that later in the show. Another championship that was competed for between now and the last time we spoke, OVC Softball Championships. Didn't go how we wanted it to. Uh, I think I was surprised that we didn't get a dub, at least somewhere along the way, just because the pitching was so strong. But you run into buzzsaws, you run into buzzsaws. That happens sometimes. Uh, Bailey Shorter and Kelsey Gray, both all-tournament performers for the guys for the second time in uh, Shorter's career, uh, earning an all-tournament nod. First time for Kelsey Gray. Yes. Uh, in addition to the alternate honors, uh, Kelsey Gross and Lexi Osowski both made NFCA All-Region team for the Governors. Gross is the first first team All-NFCA in program history, I believe? Uh, I believe that is the case. I also think it's the first time or uh, might be the second time that we've had two All-Region. Well, it's Osowski's second time on the third team. She was on there as a freshman. Right, and I think that was also the last time that we had multiple all-region. It was Rackle, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking. Checks out. It. Checks out. Does check out. Uh, future's bright for that group. Future's very bright. Yeah, I wonder if Lexi was asking to hit 600 next year. That'd be the only next step. Yeah, I mean, what else? Just not making out. Just just hit 1,000 all season. If, have, it, it, if anyone's going to do it, I'll, I'll put my money on Lexi Osowski. 
baseball. Oh, boy. I mean, I think we talked about it the last time. Like, yeah, they're alive. They're like that they nas- need help. Like that Nationals team that won the World Series. They need help. They they gotta they gotta win series. They gotta have a couple of things fall into place for them. They did it. Yeah, <laughs> pulled it off. Needing series wins against Murray State and Jacksonville State. Govs pulled off both series victories to gain entry into the 2021 Ohio Valley Conference baseball tournament, and and in the process denied those dastardly donkeys. A regular season title in the last week of the regular season, which one does not hate you to see hate in to the see slightest. For the racers. One does not hate to see it. I feel so bad for them. I'm so upset. My heart is broken, if you can't tell. I am I'm just... Sorry for your loss, Murray State. I'm beside myself with sadness at your misfortune, donkey people. Stupid donkeys. In the Jacksonville State Series, Bobby Hill was a monster. <laughs> yeah, eleven hits. Eleven hits in the three games. Three games is yep. pretty good. It's that's uh, hard to do, and that garnered him some uh, some national. One pub. of the craziest things about it was is he let off like the inning like seven times, so he only had like three RBIs. Yeah, I know. It was crazy. It's it like Bobby had just let off every single. Like, imagine if he hit third every inning. Yeah, and he he kept getting doubles and stuff too. He had two home runs. He had like five doubles. Just, I mean. I, I guess that's table setter. What are you going to do? Uh, Skip got win number 150 as a Gov during all this. So shout out to Travis Jansen for that one. And the Govs uh going to be moving it right along. Yeah, rolling on, rolling down to Jackson. Rolling on down to Jackson. We'll got SEMO. Got SEMO starting on it Wednesday, off. Wednesday, I believe. Or Thursday. I thought it started on Wednesday. Or Thursday. Are you sure? I'm 100% certain. Okay. Because Thursday is the 27th, and it begins on the 27th. Okay. I okay. believe you. I okay, believe, good. I believe yeah, you. you should. Fine. You should believe me because Fine. I'm correct. Fine. I'm having a hard time not getting riled up with the music we're listening to. Yeah, they're playing like... <laughs> it's like a real pep up. <laughs> Who is that? Maybe some Sousa? Uh, I'm not... <laughs> no, I don't know from woodwinds, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh Lord. Uh, men's basketball signees. Two more coming aboard. Uh, Elijah Hutchins Everett might be the best signing in program history purely on paper. Like, this is a guy who is was... That, is he our best 24-7 composite? Oh, 100%. Like, he's a guy that's... Uh, consensus- who was our best before that? I have no earthly idea. It doesn't matter because he's consensus four-star. Uh, That'll play. That that will play. Uh, had the, the list of offers is a bunch of high majors. Darn, I hate that for us. Yeah. I hate to see it. You know what else you hate? Asan Duf. Yeah. I, be- I believe I'm saying that last name correctly. We'll figure it out later. A uh, a 7-2 monster who okay. played at Fresno State. Uh, we love those transfers. We love 7-2. I do We like love 7-2 seven seven a lot. I'm a big fan of 7-2. I, I, that is, Shaq, that is I, one Shaq. I have I have zero complaints about 7-2. Not one. Uh, there are no notes to this one. Four-star Yelp review. Whatever the Govs are going to be next season, it's going to be big. Big's good. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes, you can't replace Terry Taylor uh, purely on basketball skill, but 
what you can do is throw a bunch of giants on the court in the Ohio Valley Conference. That seems like a good a good idea. There are worse ways to go about it than huge human beings who can play the basketball. And we've got some of those huge human beings who can play the basketball now. Speaking of the basketball transfers, by the time we do this in uh, two weeks, we might have some women's basketball news. Heck yeah. Might, yeah. might, just might. That. Eye emoji. I'm tweeting that. I'm looking, doing the eye emoji at you guys right now. That that would be, I believe, fun and neat. Yeah. Some, some good news. More, more good news. Or is it good news? I don't know if it's good news. I think it's good news. Maybe for Travis, maybe not for his players. Our, our, our guy Travis LeBlanc has been promoted to associate head beach volleyball coach. Um, good for Travis. Love Travis. Big big fans of Travis LeBlanc around here. If you get, if those players didn't have enough Travis in their life, they're about to have they're it. They're about uh, to have even more Travis in their life. And and I guess also it's probably good for uh, our our dear friend Lindsay, Travis's wife, get getting that sweet sweet associate head volleyball coach money. Yeah. Nothing like that sweet, sweet associate head volleyball coach money. You know what else there's nothing like? Nothing like spending time with one of our favorite basketball players, and that's what we're going to do right after this as we welcome in Ella Sawyer of the Austin Basketball. And I stepped outside, and I was like, Mama, this air bubble right here, it's going to make me fly. I hit that court, and when I jumped, I jumped. I swear I got so high. I touched the net, mom, I touched the net This is the best day of my life Air Maxes were next, that air bubble, that mesh The box, the smell, the stuffing, the treaded school I was so cool, I knew that I could increase them My friends couldn't afford them, four stripes on their Adidas Two weeks ago, we were north of the border with Chloe Dion. Now we take a trip down under with Australia native and standout Austin guard Ella Sawyer, who will be one of the veterans for first-year head coach Brittany Young when the 2021-22 season rolls around. Ella, how are you today? I'm pretty good. Yeah. The uh, the new coaching staff. Uh, how have you? How's it been with them so far? Um, so far, I mean, we had three weeks with them pretty much before everyone went on um, summer break. We got to work out with them, and it was really good. They pushed a lot of us really hard. I think that was kind of part of it. They wanted to see who would crack under pressure kind of thing. But, um, yeah, it's been really good so far. I think for us a change is good, and I think um, we'll see how it all turns out next um, when the season comes around. Change seems to be something of a theme for you. I mean, not everybody packs up their life and moves halfway across the globe to pursue college basketball, but Mm -hmm. Australia – you came from Australia, kind of easy to identify given the accent. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about home. Um, so I've been here now, yeah, two years. Um, back home, I haven't been there since, obviously since COVID happened. It was just kind of a bummer. I wasn't able to go home over the summer break this year just with COVID protocols because they pretty much eliminated it back home. So they're living the dream back there. It's pretty much non-existent. So I'm a bit, I'm a bit jealous of them. But, yeah, back home... I mean, it's it's everything that people say it is. <laughs> it's beaches, it's hot weather, it's kangaroos. Beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, th- I don't think people understand that everyone lives right on the edge of Australia. You can't live in the middle, it's too hot. So everyone's by the beach and yeah, it's a really good place to be. Over the last few years, we've seen a big migration of Australians, particularly in women's basketball, coming to the States to play. Mm-hmm. What has led to that? I think... There's just a lot of success in women's basketball over here in the States. And I think back home, the competition, I mean, the competition I was playing in 
wasn't even close to what we're playing in here. So I think for women, like especially in Australia, that want to take it to the next level, it's kind of something that you got to do. Well, you don't have to do it. You can you can go a different route. But for me, getting a free education, playing basketball every day, like why wouldn't you want to do that kind of thing? But I think I've just seen so many other people do it and enjoy their experiences. Like greats like Lauren Jackson, don't know if you know her, and like people like her that have come over here and been really successful. And not only just basketball, but like academics and meeting new people. So for you personally, the it was the basketball and the academics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Has anything surprised you about that you've enjoyed about your time here since you've come stateside? Yeah, a lot has surprised me. Um, schooling is very different here, I would say. Um, I think back home it really prepared me for what we're doing here. Um, so it's really interesting to see how, how different the education system is here. Um, it's also, it's, it's been really weird for me because I've always lived by the beach and stuff. So being like landlocked <laughs> has been a bit different, but it's been, a, it's been a cool experience to like go see other things like in Tennessee, which is really pretty. And how do Tennessee summers stack up to Australia summers? Not quite the same. <laughs> Better or worse? I have I a think, feeling it's probably worse. Yeah. The summer here, I would say it's a lot more humid. So it is still pretty hot in Australia and people, I think, think it's really hot. But, um, yeah, because we're by the ocean, it, it's not as humid. So I think here, yeah, that's one thing I struggle with a lot. I've been sweating all the time. But, yeah, just not being able to go to the beach and just, like, have a dip in is, is a, bit of, um, a bit different for me. But, um, yeah, anything for, for some water, <laughs> dip in the ocean or the pool, yeah. We have many beautiful lakes around here, if that interests you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm actually going up there this weekend. Oh, really? <laughs> Good. You and Tahani Benel started what's kind of become a steady stream of internationals coming to Austin P. What's the program done to kind of help you guys feel at home? Yeah, I think with our previous coaches, that was a real emphasis for them to bring in diversity. And I think we kind of started it and they liked the way it was going kind of thing. So I think they really made us feel at home and like this was a place where we could live without like our parents being so far away and everything. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to change if if they're still going to want to bring in a lot of internationals, but I think for the program it's brought a lot of diversity and we play a different style of game that I've had to adapt to coming here and stuff. But I think it's really cool to bring in different kinds of playing styles and different cultures and all that. I think uh, a lot of my teammates learn a lot from me and I've learned a lot from them as well. So it's good to be exposed to all different kinds of people for sure. What are the most common dumb American misconceptions of Australians? Yeah, well, everyone just, the, the ones you hear all the time are the ones you get like shrimp on the Barbie. Do you actually put shrimp on the Barbie? No, we really don't. <laughs> Um, we actually call them prawns <laughs> for, yeah. So that's one. Kangaroos, people just think that they just walk around. I live in the city, so I don't really see kangaroos You didn't all. ride a kangaroo to school? No, I did not ride a kangaroo to school. <laughs> that, that's the common one. Um, yeah, I think people just think it's really hot, but it's not actually. We get all four seasons. Our winters aren't that cold, but, um, yeah, the... Um, that's the probably the most oh Steve Irwin people assume that you've seen 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 him I've actually seen the family we went to um they work at the Australian Zoo in Brisbane so we met the family that was after um Steve Irwin passed
What is the single dumbest thing anybody's ever asked you about being from Australia? This one's funny. I'm not going to call anyone out, but um, <laughs> people think because our seasons are the opposite. I told someone that and they had no idea that when it's winter here, it's summer there kind of thing. They're like, oh, if your seasons are opposite, like what month is it there now? <laughs> We don't flip the calendar. Because <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so I thought that one was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I think Americans are very sheltered in that sense. <laughs> God, I, after we're done, I want to know who that was. <laughs> uh, Paul and Joanne, tell me a little bit about your parents' influence. How have they supported you since you came to America? Yeah, so my mom and dad are great people. Um, they, my dad was a big part of me coming here. My mom also... She spent hours sending my tape out to people because that's kind of part of the process here. You have People can't come to watch your games, so you kind of have to put yourself out there and um, get people to see your film tape. So my mum did a lot of that, sending my film out to tons of schools. So, yeah, she was a really big part of it. My dad, he's just always been supportive. He's came to every single one of my basketball games. He was that dude in the stands that you didn't want to sit next to because he wouldn't shut up the whole game. <laughs> but yeah, I think they've been, it's, it's been really easy for me to slip in here um, with the availability of being able to talk to them pretty much most of the day. I mean, I have to wait till about 4 p.m. now, um, but they're pretty much available whenever I need them. I talk to my mom most days. Um, so yeah, they're, being able to keep close contact with them just makes it so much easier. It feels like I'm not all the way away and not in like contact with them and stuff and especially during we've had a, um, a few hard family times lately but like I've still been able to keep close contact with them and be kind of involved in everything still so yeah that's been really important they've been trying to get here um and I'm hoping they can by the end of this year um just with COVID and stuff it's not really been easy and yeah it would have been better if I was able to go home over the summer but yeah they've been they've been really good um my mom will answer the phone whenever I need her. So, yeah, there's definitely been some hard times, but, yeah, they're always there. Does FaceTime help or does it hurt? It helps me. I don't know about other people. I think it's just so cool that you're able to see their faces, like, all the way across the country. Um, for me, it helps. Um, I'd rather see their face than just hear them. So, yeah, I don't know about other people, but I like FaceTime. <laughs> uh, Michaela and Georgina, uh Older or younger? They're both older. They're both older? Yeah. So you're the baby of the family. I am the baby. <laughs> did they, how, how did they, uh, how did they raise you up, help raise you up to where you're at now? Um, yeah, being the youngest, you probably assume. I, I was picked on a little bit um, as I was growing up, but as, a, as we kind of got older, me and my older sister tend to pick on my middle sister, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But, I bet um, she wasn't expecting that. <laughs> no, she's, she's the blonde haired, like pale skin one me as me and Michaela are quite tan and stuff so we'd always call it say that she was adopted and stuff <laughs> but no it was just a good a good bit of banter um but yeah no they're really good um my older sister doesn't live at home anymore and Georgina still lives at home so we're kind of all separated right now but we still I probably talk to them once a week or so um kind of touch base with them they live their own lives now they're working full-time and all that but yeah we still remain pretty close and yeah, even though my older sister were six years apart, but yeah, the age gap hasn't really mattered to us. <laughs> Ella, what is your favorite word? That was not. <laughs> no, no, that that was definitely not on the list of questions. Um, I sent you. 
You know what? I love the word discombobulated. I know so many people say that. I saw that in a movie once and then it's kind of always stuck. Discombobulated. I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> what is your least favorite word? Moist. Yeah. <laughs> Who or what inspires you? Um, definitely my family. I would say just them having my back and everything has really helped me over here knowing that if any if everything was just to fall apart I know I have a home to go back to back there and that they've got my back no matter what so that's for sure what's the last book you read for fun I'm actually reading a book right now I'm reading um my sister's keeper not sure if you heard of that one but um yeah I kind of made a new year's resolution to start reading again just the first book you've read on that new year's resolution um yeah (laughs) well I'm still going (laughs) There's no, there's no pressure. I'm not, I'm not a quick reader. I read like 25 pages a night and that, that does me. So what is your worst habit? Oh, my worst habit. I would say I'm a perfectionist. Like I have really bad OCD. Um, (laughs) If you went into my bedroom right now, it'd look like a showroom because I just have to have everything clean, like my bed made every morning and stuff. Yeah. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty down to routine with that kind of thing. Um, shoes like right always has to go on first <laughs> no socks first then shoes not like I well no 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 yeah obviously I'm just thinking that it's not everybody whose worst habit is that they're too neat and tidy yeah I guess but yeah <laughs> what app on your phone gets the most use uh I would say maybe FaceTime because I'm on it a lot but otherwise Snapchat probably yeah, I try to keep in contact with everyone back home as much as I can. So. I've been looking forward to asking this question since you're from Australia and weird stuff happens there. What is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? Oh, okay. Um, for me, it was actually, I was, I think I was about 12 or something. Um, every year, me and a group of, um, me and my family and a bunch of other families go down um to like the beach and stay in these um houses for a week or so and we go to this place called slippery rocks which is pretty much a bunch of rocks are really slippery um in the ocean and there's like massive like whirlpool kind of things that it's pretty much the tide just like ripping you um anyway I got caught in a rip in in the water and um, no one had seen me and then all of a sudden one of um, my best friend's older brother actually jumped in and saved me and pulled me out but I was in there for a good 20 seconds and it was probably the scariest moment of my life getting taken out by a rip. I mean I don't know how much you know about the ocean but the current can, can take you, you pretty quick. <laughs> what I know about the ocean is it can kill you and I try to stay away from yeah. it. I have another funny story that actually when I was little, um, we have like a back house um, at the back of our house. We call it the rumpus room. It's kind of like a guest house. Um, When we were younger, we used to just play in there and whatnot. Um, I went out there one day and I was just playing with my, I don't know, probably my Bratz doll or something like that. And I walk in and I see this massive, well, reptile (laughs) in the room and I... Going, I start screaming my head off and I run to my dad and my mom and I say, there's a crocodile in the, um, in the rumpus room. And they, they go in there. It's a, it's a sleep, like a sleeping lizard. It was probably about a foot long and I was screaming, thinking that this was a crocodile. So I guess, I guess Australians are a bit ignorant as well. 
Yeah, I never got over that one. <laughs> what? How old were you? Like six? Yeah, probably around there, eight maybe. I could see it, especially if it started. Yeah. <laughs> what is your idea of happiness? Um, oh, that's kind of a hard question when you ask, actually. I guess being mentally happy, but also physically happy. Um, so I think being in a really good mental state and being in a place that you feel like right now I am really happy, I think. <laughs> um, so being somewhere that you f- feel really comfortable and that there's no other overshadowing thoughts. Um, so I think, yeah, happiness is just being able to live life very carefree, I think. Um, that's probably what I would say. <laughs> what is your idea of misery? Ugh. Misery, I guess just being sad all the time. Um, not being in a happy place. I think a lot of people underestimate how important it is to be happy and will keep themselves in miserable situations. So I think for me, I've always been one. If I'm not happy, I'm going to get myself out of that situation. So, yeah. What makes you self-conscious? Ooh. It's it's kind of a funny one, but sometimes my accent or like being different, I think sometimes people, I don't know, think of it in, in a different way, like that I'm, what's the word? Like I can be exploited or whatnot because I'm like from a different country or something. But I think... It's really important to know that like being different is cool. Yeah, I think people sometimes think that being different isn't isn't special or something. But I think being able to stand out in a crowd is is cool. So I think people need to like with accents or from internationals need to remember that like it's cool to be unique. <laughs> what is the most embarrassing song you love? Oh. I'm, I was a diehard One Direction fan for so many years. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not going to lie. I still get in the car sometimes and turn on their album and scream at the top of my head. And I'm not even ashamed of it because, I mean, I know there were so many other girls the exact same way. <laughs> but yeah, they're definitely probably One Direction. I'm not ashamed, but it's probably a little embarrassing now that I'm 20 years old. <laughs> How would you prefer to die? Quick. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to be one of those have a slow, painful death. That would just be terrible. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? Oh, that's a good one. Probably a dog. They live pretty easy lives, I think. They just chill out all day, you know. But I'd want to be one of those happy dogs that, like, gets hyper, you know, when, when their family comes home. <laughs> but, yeah, laying around all day and just getting rubs, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> what might prompt you to lie? Oh, my Um, if I didn't trust someone, I'd probably lie to them. It's a good answer. Yeah. What makes you hopeful? Um, it makes me hopeful that I know that there's going to be an end to this COVID soon. <laughs> oh, someday I think that people keep thinking it's going to last forever, but I'm hopeful that Australia's beating it. Yeah, we could take much. a page out of their book. Oh we just yeah, haven't. Yeah, and it, it, for me, it's definitely making me hopeful that I can see my family soon. I think that's something that I'm, I've been struggling with a little bit lately, that I don't know when I'm going to see them, but I know that I'll see them soon and they'll be away. <laughs> what is our purpose in life? I think everyone has a different purpose, and I think you kind of have to work out what your calling is a little bit, but I think that we all 
should live peacefully and cohesively. Um, but to find out what your unique purpose is, I think I think that's up to you. <laughs> Regardless of who it is, what is one question you would ask our next guest? Uh, what is their biggest fear? What is yours? <laughs> um, I don't want to say I'm fearless, but I'm I'm not scared of many things. You think I'm not scared of the spugs or the spiders that we have back home. Um, I'm not scared of heights. Um, geez, what am I scared of? I like, guess I like we're cliche. having a, I think we're having a therapy <laughs> session here in real time. Like, what am I? I right guess now? I guess a bit of a cliche is probably like failing my parents. Um, yeah, not not being who they want me to be. So I guess yeah, I just always want to make them be proud of who I am, and I know they are of me moving across the world they're proud of me but yeah I, I guess letting them down is my biggest fear two weeks ago chloe dion asked if you had to eat one thing and only one thing for the rest of your life what would it be Ooh, that's tough only one thing i feel like no matter what it was i'd eventually get sick of it anyway oh yeah 100%. But, um like a meal i'd probably say curry like indian curry really yeah i love curry Big rice and chicken girl. <laughs> I feel like that's something that it would be, it'd be good enough to keep you healthy and alive. Also, there's but. like different levels to the spice oh, too, yeah. so you could do you. Could yeah, I'd, I'd be a vary it that way. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> well, you've got two years left here, right? Yeah. Well, three if you want your COVID mm-hmm. gap year as well. What are your kind of hopes and ambitions for the rest of your time at Austin P? I think for me, I had a really good freshman year. Um, I kind of dropped back a little bit last year, but I think for me, a goal that I've set is kind of to be in that first or second overseas team um, next year. I think for me going forward, it's always been a goal of mine to be part of the Australian Olympic team. So I think to need to get there, I'll probably have to um, be, be a bit more accurate. I think my shooting has gone down a bit, but I think... Yeah, I'm a bit of a lead, like I've stepped up my role this year as a leader, so I think that's something that um, is really important as well. Being a leader, as well, because we've got a lot of new people on our team, so it's it's going to be interesting. But I, I'm looking forward to see how it all goes. But yeah, definitely um, taking on a bit more of a role and um, yeah, making that first or second OBC team. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys back out on the court. Yeah. Hopefully soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ella Sawyer, thank you so much for coming in today. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. <laughs> Started out with what I wear to school that first day Like these are what make you cool And this pair, this would be my parachute So much more than just a pair of shoes Nah, this is what I am, what I wore This is the source of my youth This dream that they sold to you Four hundred dollars and some change Consumption is in the veins And now I see it's just a Big thanks to Ella Sawyer for taking a few minutes Out of her leisure time away from the court for a few months Or few days probably more like it don't think you're gonna keep ella away no from days off no, no, no days day, off. There, there's not she she may take an afternoon here and yawn but really you know that's that's probably about as much she's gonna gonna do for it turning our attention now to the ohio valley conference baseball tournament Ooh. 
Here's the no, thing. No, what's, what's this section called? The OVC Baseball Tourney Preview Palooza-thon? Yes, thank you. Okay, sorry. Sorry I didn't give it the justice it deserved. <laughs> That's I think my I can answer both of your questions for this sec- segment with, with one word. Pitching. Yes. Oh. <laughs> can they can they do it pitching? It can well, they do it? Pit comes down to pitching. Why not pitching? Well, here's the thing, and this is something that I've thought about a lot the last couple of days. If you're going to go deep in this tournament, you've got to have pitching depth. What always happens third, fourth day of the tournament? Guys are wiped. You're turning to guys that you haven't used in months. Never trusted for anything beyond mop up rolls because you just got to have an arm that hasn't been overworked. Who's pitched in more high-leverage games, more back-and-forth wild affairs than our Austin P pitching staff? None. Nobody. Nobody. Zero. Every guy down there has been involved in multiple weird, high-leverage, wild, back-and-forth comeback games. And so I trust that they will be able to handle the moment when it's there. Also, just win the first game, and you've set up quite nicely. Oh, gosh, yeah. That would be, we, got, we got Luke Brown game one. Uh, it better be. Okay. I well, hope it is. Yeah, it should same, be. Glad we're on the same page. Um, if, if it's not, that's going to be. Uh, if Luke Brown goes out and wins the first one, cooking. If you get a, uh, I guess what what we're terming now, a vintage Luke Brown performance. Sure. We are in uh, we're in high cotton pretty quickly. Yeah, they're doing all right. Still got Harley and McIlwain behind them. Uh, fully rested at that point. One game away from the title. One game away from the title. I mean, and the bats. What do you the bats do? are Win three? Yeah. And the bats are going to do it. Like, there's I mean, no... They they set up for that park in Jackson because they don't rely on home runs. Right. And like many Austin P teams of the past that did rely on the home run, they get the Jackson and they just start playing warning track fly balls. Well, I remember the, the power hitter teams from Moorhead and EKU back over the years where they would... They would get to Jackson and, you know, especially Moorhead where you got the 200-foot... Yeah. fence and right and all of a sudden that's a middle of the outfield out when you get to the yep. bigger parks they they sure did like it down in oxford though i think everyone liked it in oxford the uh glorified little league park anyway not saying they will but i'm not saying i'd be surprised if they did either we we've reached that portion of the event that's correct another thing that i would not be surprised by Kenesha Phillips and Carlin shooting in this weekend's NCAA regional event. Turning out to one or the other or both. Taking a trip to Eugene, possibly? I'm not going to say no chance. We're ready. We're Our bags are packed for Eugene. I mean, my bags stay packed for Eugene. I'm ready to go to Eugene. I'll I'd, go to Eugene right now. I'd go to Eugene yesterday. Let's go to Eugene, buddy. Let's go to Eugene. You want to go to Eugene even if they don't make it? I don't really. I might, I might I anyway, because my brother makes so I'm probably going to go. But Oh, yeah. Whatever. Fine. Anyway, Kenesha Phillips. You can Phillips, come with us and watch. No, thank you. Okay. Kenesha Phillips will be running the 400. Carline Shooting will be competing in the pole vault. They are both very, 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 very good at those events. And, as we've seen this year, when they are faced with some of the best and brightest from around the region, that's when they shine brightest. So I don't I don't look to at either of these as people who might shrink from the moment. What's Kanisha? There's six heats on. Uh, yeah, six heats 
on Thursday. Thursday. She is in four, lane and two. What will there be? Three heats on Saturday. I believe so. Two. Yes, I believe it's three heats Saturday. So she needs to, what is it? Top two in each race. Top three in each race. I think you can get away with top three in the first one, but you pretty much got to be top two if you want to get to Eugene. Gotcha. I mean, why not? just win the thing? I guess. Yeah, or 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 you could you just do that. idea. Yeah, there's. Speaking of winning the thing, uh, it's it's NBA and NHL playoff time. The discourse is coursing. About the Grizzlies. How about the Grizzlies? My goodness. Playing tournament, no problem. Oh well, they're gonna they'll get worn down against the Jazz and the How to do the youngest second youngest team in the league. They don't have. I think they have one contributor over the age of thirty. Your tweet the other day was good. Dylan Brooks woke up today and chose violence. Dylan Brooks decided he was just going to win game one, which when the third best player, fourth best player on the team. Who's the second and third best players? Uh, depends on his health, but Triple J and okay. Valanciunas. Okay. I was, jo- I'd Jonas has been 14 and 14 pretty much yeah, all year. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. But, you know, third or fourth best guy. Decides he's just going to drop 30. He, he's going to go a 30-piece in the Jazz's house to take game one. It's not the Jazz's house anymore. It's, no, still, it's no, currently no. Dylan Brooks. D- Dylan, Dylan Brooks has put it on Zillow. He's expecting to get a nice profit from it. <laughs> Speaking of the other playoffs, you were in the house Pur- for the— Herds, baby. The old Preds, two, oh, second, second double OT dub. Dang old Predators, man. Dang old Predators going to go dang old Stanley Cup again. He's gonna mess around to go to the cup. It's gonna mess around. I'm. I could not be. I. I love playoff hockey, like as a viewing experience. Back in Carolina tonight, right? Yeah, way more than in any probably postseason sport. Finals, yeah, maybe. I. I will. I'll take playoff hockey over just about anything. Yeah, it was exciting. I had a great time. I had a great time with the hockey ball. As Jack would say, the hockey ball. Jack Jack also had a great time grossing out people in our section by dipping uh, Sour Patch Kids in nacho cheese sauce and eating it. Well, you know. I don't. I don't know. That's what happens. That's bad parenting, and I, uh, I, 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 take, my, I take my responsibility for it. Tough but fair. Tough but fair. You got a Manfred minute? No, not really. No Manfred minute. Uh... No, no, he didn't do anything to hurt the Reds this week. I thought it was a crime against baseball. Now you're now. No, you're it's finally, what did he do? What did, let me na- think. Now, now, um, now it's just oh, it's just the Reds. I mean, we can just complain about how bad these umpires are. That's Manfred's fault. I th- What's he done this week? That's made. I you think mad? it's very funny that we're deifying Joe West right now because he's ab- he's about to pass Bill Clem for most games called. He's already passed everybody from a strike calls missed. I don't think Joe West is a great umpire, but we're talking about him like a Hall of Famer. He's not. He's and not I a don't good umpire. Know. He's being bad at your job for a long time doesn't make you good at it. Yeah, longevity is not an indication of greatness, I don't believe. Yeah, it's... Uh, Udonis Haslam has played 20 seasons for the Heat. and I quite bad. And I love Udonis Haslam very much, but he is... Basically, occupied a roster spot for the last. He's been a reserve four years, five years. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think what what else Manfred's done this week. Um, 
we can be mad at the Reds for not going and getting Willie Adamas for absolutely nothing. Eugenio Suarez is the worst defensive player in baseball when he plays shortstop. It's just like a fact. Again, I don't really think that's Manfred's fault. You're just airing grievances against the Reds. <laughs> well, it's my minute. And I no, it's the Manfred minute. No, it says it right there on the screen. No, I have nothing to complain about him for this week, so I will say that the Reds should have went and traded out two relievers for Willie Adamas for nothing because we don't have a shortstop. Well, you want to try to hit us with the Dizdom? I guess we'll sign Trevor or trade for Trevor Story in a couple weeks. I'm striking the Manfred minute from the the rolls. He didn't do anything this week to make me mad. So you don't get to air grievances about the Reds. It's my minute, and I will do it. No, it's the Manfred minute. It says so. It's Casey's baseball minute. No, it's the Manfred minute. Daniel, welcome to the PCAST. Hit us with the Dizdom. We need some wisdom. Well, you know, I don't really have a lot of wisdom on Tuesdays. That's kind of my off day for wisdom. Uh, but I guess thinking of a cliche that I can use for all the people out there. Um, yeah, you know, uh, the grass is always greener where you water it. How about that? That's for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's <laughs> Thank you been for our wisdom. And that has been our Dizdom for this week. Thank you, Diz. As always, dropping the knowledge and truth bombs. This time every week. Go water your grass. Yes, water water your grass. I mean, it's especially poignant this time of year. It's getting hot out there. The grass needs it. As we wind to a close this week, um, some some sadness to, to report. Uh, our dear friend Sean Whittinghill's mother, Charity, passed away. Over the weekend, um, gone far too soon. Sean's hurting. Sean's grieving. So just keep him in your thoughts and prayers uh, right now. Him and his his sweet, lovely wife Mackenzie uh, processing a lot right now. So uh, Sean, buddy, we uh, we love you and we're thinking about you. I guess we can probably gloss over the community service thing. People know that we do community service during the year. It's not during the year anymore, so uh, just take us to the web and social stuff. If you want to uh, follow us on the web and the social, you should follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Let's Go P, or follow along on our official Facebook account called Austin P. Governors. Shout out to our friend uh, Eric. Well, strike that friend part. Just Eric. Shout out to Eric. Strike through all the friend portion of that. Uh, And our friend Robin for all the digital media content they're, they're providing us daily. Let's go P.com for dates, news, and stories. Casey Cody Bush, myself over there doing stuff sometimes. Occasionally. Hey, you know what time it is? Football season ticket season. Oh, it's football t- season ticket season. And uh, you want to get football season tickets, you get in contact with our k- ticket guru, Johnny Mitchell. He's got all the information you can use to get in the game. Uh, you get on the horn, you call Johnny. Second ring. Get, He's get, answering. Get in there with two ring John. Old two ring John. And hey, while you're on the phone with old two ring John, might be a good idea to become a member of the Monocle Society. It would be an excellent idea to become a member of the Monocle Society. You, you call Two Ring John. It's football season, ticket season. And you tell him, hey, John, I want to be in the Monocle Society. And old Johnny, he'll take care of you. And he'll be like, my name's Johnny. It's not John. <laughs> we're gonna, we're fancying him up. We're calling him John now. <laughs>
Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating review on the podcast, five stars, five stars. And if you want to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event. We shout out all for suggestions for how we should spend time this summer, even if we aren't in this room doing talking, which is exactly what I said two weeks ago and didn't bother to correct on this script. Tweet us. I'm at CWilson225. He's at Craig 19 Shout out to JLo's dad. Shout out to Steve Willard. Shout out to Bud Jenkins. Shout out to my lovely wife, Sarah, as we celebrate 10 years of marital bliss this week. Love yourself, love each other. Talk to you in a couple weeks. Goodbye. I'm in the big league. Yeah, the big league. I'm in the big league. Yeah, the big league. My problems ain't your problem. My problems ain't your problem. I'm in the big league. Yeah, the big league. I'm in the big league. Yeah, the big league. My problems ain't your problem. My problems ain't your problem. My bills cost 39k a month, so don't play with me, I can buy what I want. Can't lie to you, I'm a mama rich son. 187, tank you, 91. I don't care what a lot of people gotta say, cause I still drive a Rolls Royce every day.